Welcome back to the Cheryl Reeves Show. We are welcoming Cheryl back to the Twin Cities after her most recent trip and her first victory as the Team USA coach. Uh, this is going to be fun to talk about. We have uh, Hall of Fame announcements. We have some roster moves and some free agency intrigue to get to. To remind you, this is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Uh, we recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app to listen. You can always go to TalkNorth.com to see the shows. And if you like the shows, you can find all the archives there. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see the shows as they are released and to get information on our live shows. Uh, we do appreciate you listening to this show and the network. So welcome back to town, Cheryl. What was that trip like for you? Uh, busy, busy and productive. Yeah. You know, we, we uh, you know, you have a short period of time. So as a coach, you're going, okay, I got about three days you know, to get a, a somewhat a semblance of a training camp and then a couple of days of work to prepare for the opponents. And uh, it was fun. It was challenging. And, and uh, I really enjoyed, gosh, we had almost half the league uh, coach general managers there with us. So uh, it was very productive all around. Um, and then just the collaboration amongst all of us was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I told our group at the end that uh, WNBA should be awfully proud at the, the depth of talent that we have um, because any one of us could be the one leading uh, the national team and do a great job. So uh, it was really fun. It was really fun to collaborate. And, and now when we leave, we go back just like we do with the players. You go back to being, uh, you know, enemies, so to speak, competition enemies. And, and uh, you know, we all enjoy playing that role as well. And your roster, obviously, there were some different names on that roster. Do you view – this is anything like a tryout period for you know the Olympic team, or is it more a matter of just getting players who make sense to play for you right now? Well, uh, you know, I think there's there's two things that happen there. I think you know your your mind is on the World Cup. That's that's what's next. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to qualify for the Olympics or the World Cup. So we're really locked in on that. Um, but as a result of a variety of things, could be injuries, whatever it was, we didn't necessarily have. Um, uh, a lot of people from the, the Tokyo Olympics. And so it was a really great opportunity to, to look at the, you know, kind of the, the breadth of the pool of talent that's available and, and just get some sense of what these younger players are about. And, you know, it's, as, as I told the group when we left that, um, th- you know, no matter what happens, whatever the final answers are, you know, this group, you know, kind of helped us get off to a great start. And um, I think kind of formulate maybe what we're going to look like uh, personnel might change a little bit, but I think the, you know, the notion that even if they're not named to the national team uh, to compete in the Olympics, if we get a chance to qualify for it, they were a part of it. They had a hand in it, um, and I'm I'm super uh, excited with the way that they approach things. And um, but I think that if your time isn't right now, uh, then you know you just kind of stay with it. And that's what I told Fee with regard to the 2020 Olympics that became the 2021 Olympics. Um, you know, I, I think maybe at one point she thought maybe she wasn't going to be a part of it. And I see, just hang around, keep, keep doing the best that you can and keep, you know, being a great player and preparing yourself. And sometimes opportunities present themselves. And that's exactly what happened for fee for the 20, uh, 2020 uh, Olympics in, in Tokyo. The next thing you know, there's an injury and there she is. And so it's true for all these players as well, uh, that you just never know. And you've you got to continue to prepare yourself and stay ready. Was it meaningful? I mean, you've had a career full of firsts and highlights and championships. Was it meaningful for you to get your first official victory in this role? You know, it was. Um, it's not something you think about. I mean, you certainly think about, you know, sure hope I can continue the tradition of winning. Uh, I think we had won 
going into the my first game, you know, no pressure here. I think we had won 69 straight games in, in international competition, FIBA competition. So no pressure. Don't screw it up, Cheryl. Um, so, but it was, uh, yeah, meaningful from the standpoint because it was my first one. Like you said, there's, um, there are certain points in your career, you know, I'm 55 and I'm, you know, 30 plus years of coaching and, and, you know, that, that newness of a win, uh, and, and how meaningful it was in the bigger picture of, of doing it for, uh, USA and the national team. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was pretty meaningful for sure. That's cool. And, uh, I, did they douse you with water or was there something else mixed in to the cocktail? <laughs> uh, in this case, just water, just water. Okay. It wasn't that big. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about that. We said, we sure hope we're doing this for champagne, uh, in a few years. Well, and I guess, I mean, the most important question I could possibly ask you about the entire Olympic experience is, uh, given what happened in Tokyo is if you win a gold, will you be twerking with the players? <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. I, I don't know if I could ever top the, the, the twerking that was Diana Taurasi. That, that was something. <laughs> yep, that, that's, the, that's reserved for players. They should never let coaches do those things. Uh, or anybody <laughs> other than players, period. Yes. Uh, we certainly don't want to see media members doing it either. Uh, well, that would be interesting. There, uh, interesting is not the right word. You know, I'm a writer and I will tell you that interesting is not the right word there, uh, Cheryl. Is there any chance Sylvia Fowles ends up playing in the Olympics? None. Okay. I thought that was the answer. I just wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah, none. No, this, I mean, this is Sylvia's last year of basketball. Right. So, they, you know, the, if the Olympics were perhaps in 2022, yeah. you know, I, I bet yeah. you, I bet you'd see her, but 2024 is, is not, not in the cards. Yeah, I figured that. And do you see yourself doing things differently in a noticeable way from the way Dawn did them, whether it's strategically or the way you run your team? Um, I don't know the answer to that because I don't think like that. I think. Yeah. I think what, uh, what, what the most important thing, and I, and I, I mentioned this to the players that whether it's Dawn or Gino or anyone else, you know, as a coach. The the opportunity to be yourself is is what I think is really important. That you know you have to make sure. When you take that role, I mean, I, I was one of those things I thought about, like, um, do I have to be somebody different in this? And that's hard for me because I don't I don't do somebody different very well. Uh, and so, you know, we had a couple moments and, you know, we, we chuckled and I said, hey, they said be myself. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. But uh, but no, I think that's really that's what we what makes the experience so enjoyable is that. I want all the players to be themselves. I mean, we have to be, you know, a little different in the framework of USA basketball and FIBA competition. Uh, who you are for your teams as a player may not be exactly who you get to be. So we're all making sacrifices in some way. Uh, but I think that the core of what we're doing, hopefully, uh, because that's when you feel, you know, the, that you're able to contribute your the best ver- version of yourself is, is being able to be yourself as much as you can. And what, what's the next big step for your team? For USA Basketball, we, we, uh, we hope to have a, a training camp around the Final Four. We'll get together and hopefully have a friendly game uh, with, a, with a competitor. And, and then um, we go through the WNBA season and we'll finish that season middle of September. And World Cup will begin September 22nd. We'll have some training uh, that will happen prior to that. And then we go play in the World Cup. So, you know, this, this was our only you know, FIBA competition prior to the World Cup games. Now that everybody's qualified, that's what we're all now going to prepare for 
uh, for the end of September. And saying it will be around the time of the final four, will it be in this area? Uh, yes, it will. It will be. Minneapolis, uh, and we typically do that. The, the players, a lot of the players that are stateside want to be at the final four anyway. You know, perhaps their teams are playing or they enjoy the experience. And so we've, we've historically done that with USA basketball and, and, um, you know, this, this will be a great opportunity. Again, maybe some players that weren't healthy at the time uh, of the camp, uh, maybe not as ready. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get a chance to, to see some more people. I don't know about you, but having been to some Olympics, uh, it makes watching the Olympics even more interesting for me. So I've kept an eye on the Winter Olympics. I, I'm not as big a Winter Olympic person as Summer Olympics, but still, uh, you know, it, you kind of know what people are going through over there. Have you had any time to watch the Winter Olympics? And if so, what's what's caught your eye? Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched, and I'm the same. I, I, I can't relate to how difficult <laughs> some of the tasks that, that that they're doing. Like I was watching last night. I don't even know what the heck they're called, but the well, for sure, the monobob. I, I watched that, and then the um, I guess it's just a ski jump, right? Where they yeah. they're in these rails, and then they, you know, I do it on my like I said, my wee balance board, um, <laughs> but it, my landings don't don't feel as bad as I think maybe <laughs> what they're doing. And I like every time I watch, I'm blown away with how easy they make it look and, and to, you know, I think I was watching with Oliver and, and you know, somebody was going downhill and uh, this was actually the one that um, they have sort of, it's almost kind of skateboard ramp type things where they're going up one and into another and, and doing flips and, and uh, Oliver's comment was, well, they're not going very fast. And I said, buddy, I can guarantee you they're going fast. Uh, and to do some of the stuff that they're doing is just unbelievable to me. And, um, and of course, I always think about, you know, being an Olympian and the preparation and sacrifices that go into that for that moment, for that time. Uh, and how, you know, how that's, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. that I don't think people realize how hard it is to do, to be an Olympian, to be a gold medalist. Yeah, you compete. You literally are competing with the world. And I'm always amazed, you know, having covered Lindsey Vaughn and you know, Jesse Diggins. Everybody, it's really shocking to me when he didn't grow up on a mountain and you end up beating the rest of the world on a mountain, like the way Lindsey Vaughn did. I mean, she started off at Buck Hill, which is where I took my kids to fall down the mountain. You know, I mean, it's. it's I'm just uh, the Minnesota stories are, really are amazing when you consider our landscape. Yeah. I mean, and that's not, like I said, not something I can relate to. I grew up in Nebraska, you know, the pretty flat plains, but we we just didn't do the winter thing and I can't even stand up on ice skates. So <laughs> I'm just easily impressed when it comes to those winter sports. I'm with you. All right, let's get to uh, the links, the WNBA and the hall of fame. We do want to thank the sponsors who make this podcast and the network possible. Let's start by thanking Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. 
Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. As always, I want to thank Cara Quinn, my realtor. We are closing in on a house. We've had some uh, have to, had to jump through some hoops. We've had to make some changes in our plans. We've had to been, be very flexible because of the market and the rising expenses and everything else. And Cara has been with us every step of the way. You can find her at CaraQuinnRealtor.com. She works with Vibe Realty, VibeMN.com, and at a really cool office over on Selby in St. Paul. For somebody like me who you know, really has trouble adapting to different worlds. Uh, Car has been a lifesaver. CaraQuinnRealtor.com, highly recommend her. I also want to thank Successful Marketing Group, Lori Ramsey, who does the Winter Wear Drive. Uh, want to recommend her and her business, especially if you're a, a small or medium-sized business and you want curated uh, help. And also thank you to Pizza Luce for sponsoring our shows and our live shows. Uh, it's not time quite quite time for us to get back out and do a live show yet, but we will let you know when we do. We really look forward to being back at the Pizza Luce in downtown Minneapolis. So I think this is the first time we've spoken since uh, Laser Clarendon and Rachel Bannum were resigned. Do you want to take us through those moves? Yeah. Uh, you know, as we mentioned when the, when the season ended um, in the, in the case of Clarendon that, um, you know, that, that was a player that we, we thought was pretty valuable in terms of, looking at going forward and what the team needed and, and, and what Lasia gave us. And, uh, and so we, we certainly made it clear to Lasia that we, we wanted them back to uh, continue. You know, I, I felt really badly for, for lay that uh, from a health standpoint, you know, we, we couldn't see this thing all the way through last year because I thought we had a really good team. And, uh, and so I think Lasia probably felt the same and, and then felt like this was a good home, home for her and, and, and enjoyed, uh, I think most aspects of, of what the Minnesota Lynx franchise has to offer. And, and uh, you know, when you've been around the league a little bit and you've been at different stops, you have a different perspective. And so when you have something really good, you recognize it. Where, when you're younger, you don't necessarily do that. You know, you have a more of a grass is greener mindset. And so Lazers at a place in, in their career where they're going, hey, like I know what I need. I know that I can get it here. Uh, we have a We have a really good team. Uh, they have a very important role on that team. And, uh, you know, I think it was, you know, I think, I think Lazy described it as a no brainer and certainly was a no brainer for us as well. And then Rachel Bannum as uh, a player, as I've communicated to Rachel uh, over and over again, you know, she's a player that any franchise would want to have on their team. And, and I think for Rachel, um, when you talk about people that, that do things the right way, uh, Rachel fits that. Uh, and then marrying that with, uh, talent on the court and that's that's going to be our job is to make sure that um, you know Rachel's not just a chemistry piece Rachel is somebody that is going to help us win basketball games and Rachel has done that periodically throughout her career and so we're looking to establish uh, Rachel to be a consistent contributor contributor to the Minnesota Lynx and um, you know she, she's just somebody that uh, all of us are in for you know that we want to lean in and and uh, do everything possible. I know Rachel's doing everything possible uh, to make this work here in Minnesota, and we're both excited about it. I have follow-up questions on both Lasia and Rachel. do want to thank our producer, Brandon Morton, also let you know that as a home improvement project, solar energy can start paying for itself the moment the system is powered up. It can pay back 100% of the installation costs within eight years, plus a system from All Energy Solar can even pay back more than 300% of its cost over its lifetime. Check out the 2022 solar incentives and learn how you can make the switch this year at allenergysolar.com. So when you talk about Rachel, are you, are you talking about just 
using her more or are you talking about her improving certain point parts of her game uh, so you can use her more or is it a combination of both? Well, I think if you look at, uh, in my experience with Rachel, when we first, um, when Rachel went through her first uh, free agency, when we got her from Connecticut, I didn't really know what to expect. You kind of got to be in the trenches. Our first season together was in the 2020 bubble. And it, it took a little bit for me to settle into a lineup. And Rachel was was a part of that lineup. Uh, Rachel had consistent minutes, consistent role. Um, and I thought she had a good year if you, if you look at her 2020 season. So Rachel has been kind of an every other year type of player that she performs. So it's not a case that you never see Rachel uh, be a, a valuable contributor. It's more, can you see it more consistently? So if you try to find the common themes as to maybe why they don't happen, um, you know, as I share with Rachel, I certainly uh, play a part in that. Um, you know, she plays a part in that as, as a player in preparing themselves and, Rachel works very hard in the off season and uh, you know, the preparation is there. There's more we can do. There's more that, that we're going to put into Rachel as we prepare for our training camp. Uh, I would say that my role in this or my, you know, the coaching staff's role in this is to ensure that there's consistent uh, minutes. I talked to Lasia about this as, as we uh, talked about the point guard position and Rachel in particular, that uh, it's difficult being a bench player. And you know, the, the idea that, you know, but, but I say, Hey, that's life. If you're not a starter, you're a bench player. <laughs> so uh, bench players, look, you don't have as long of a leash that starters typically have or the benefit of the doubt. That's just since the beginning of time with basketball, that that's how it goes. And, and so, but you've got to be somebody that can still perform. Maybe that night it was 10 minutes and you know, the next night it might be 20 minutes uh, or somewhere in between, or there might be a game that, you know, you only played a couple minutes, uh, your ability to be productive in whatever time you get uh, that's carving out your value. And that's true for Rachel and every other bench player uh, on the links or in the league. Um, so, but it is challenging and there are some that are, that are better suited for it than others. Uh, but I think in Rachel's case in particular, uh, we're going to look at making sure that, you know, whether it's Rachel or other players on her bench, uh, because of the type of season it's going to be, it's a 90 day season, you know, little, little under three games um, a week. And, uh, we're going to need everybody, and we're going to have just ten players. Uh, so, you know, there, there should be a pretty clear uh, delineation of roles and, and playing time. So that should bode well for Rachel and the other bench players as well. And do you think Lasia is completely ready to go, or, or is there going to be some trepidation about the injury heading into the season? Well, I certainly hope there's not trepidation about the injury. I think we're we're still we're still getting there. We've we've taken the the long cautious road. Um, you know, much to Leisha's dismay, <laughs> you know, but these things are, you know, you certainly don't want them to, to, to prop back up the, um, the, uh, pop back up just the idea of, you know, when you get a stress fracture, you know, that they, they're difficult to manage and, and the pounding and, um, you know, lay only knows one way to play that that's the other thing with, with Leisha. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and that's a, that's a compliment. Um, and, and so we want to make sure that Leisha's, uh, able to, you know, be able to endure, you know, a full season worth, uh, whether it's laser, some of the other players, you know, ensuring that uh, we're not overtaxing them. And, and you know, that, that's definitely going to be on minds. It doesn't mean that we're going to talk minute restrictions and that sort of thing. It just means that we're going to be really attentive to some of the maintenance that we're doing, uh, preventative injury uh, sorts of work um, that will be, you know, we highlight it every year, but it'll definitely be top of mind uh, this year. And, and just in terms of how we approach things and how much time we're on our feet, on the court. Uh, but in Leisha's case, 
like latest progressed. And I think recently uh, they mentioned about, you know, kind of a clean bill of health and, and taking the next steps and the next steps are conditioning, conditioning and endurance and, and, uh, you know, the getting back on the basketball court skill wise, those things are all, they come natural for, for players and, and certainly for, for Lasia, uh, what will get the reps in and Lasia spent a lot of time, uh, here in Minneapolis this winter. And I think that, uh, I think they're very anxious to take the next step. Uh, it's not rehab now. Uh, now we're really locked in on uh, working on performance enhancement. I have more questions about uh, Lasia and Rachel, but we'll, we can get to those as the season approaches. Today, I want to get to a couple other points. First of all, I did a piece about Minnesota Aurora, and Andre Yak just raved about the fact that you, you know, not only have been helpful, but you volunteered to help in the future. And, you know, it just, you know, she, she was very grateful that uh, you're that open to helping a, a you know, frankly, a, a startup minor league team. So I wanted to mention that. Uh, also wanted to mention that the Women's Hall of Fame was announced, Women's Basketball Hall of Fame was announced. Uh, Becky Hammond, Delicious, Delicia Milton Jones, Penny Taylor, uh, Doug Bruno, Paul Sanderford, Bob Schneider, Debbie Antonelli, and Alice Cookie Barron. Uh, anybody you would like to highlight, anybody like you have a relationship with or would like to talk about out of that group? Well, I mean, there's obviously some really great names. You know, Delisha Milton Jones was the all-time one of the all-time great competitors in our league. Uh, unfortunately, played for the Sparks. But other than that, I think you know that she's very likable. But uh, you know, certainly Becky Hammond and, and Penny Taylor um, was definitely, definitely one of my all-time favorite players. Uh, I had a chance to to be on the staff at, in Cleveland when when Penny was a Cleveland Rocker. Um, so just, I mean, obviously they, they got it right uh, and coaching wise. Uh, Doug Bruno is somebody I got to know through my USA basketball experience. He was on the staff, uh, Gino Ariema's staff. So really fun, very, very committed to the women's game kind of a guy. He has done so much uh, at DePaul. I mean, just an incredible job, incredible coach there. Uh, and just the way he, uh, you know, his professionalism and the consistency that, that uh, he, he wins with is just really, really impressive. So very deserving. And and Debbie Antonelli is, is somebody that I knew back in my days um, in the 90s when I was coaching at Indiana State. Debbie Antonelli would do the Missouri Valley game. So I got to know Debbie a long, long time ago. And it's really been fun to, to see the trajectory of her career. And then now, you know, to get to the nod, the nod for the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, really incredible, really, really happy for her. Let's get a final thought from Cheryl. Uh, we're going to keep this show relatively short. She just got back to town. We want to, don't want to abuse our time with her. Uh, once again, thank you to All Energy Solar. Thank you to Rudy Luther Toyota, Pizza Luce, Realtor Cara Quinn, and Successful Marketing Group, SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. Once again, thank you to our producer, Brandon Morton. And we do appreciate you listening to TalkNorth.com talk and the Cheryl Reeves Show. Cheryl, final thought on anything you like. Well, how about them Gophers, a Gopher women's yeah. basketball team? <laughs> Let's talk about the Gophers. And I think you and I had a conversation about this, um, you know, that, that, that sometimes, you know, this is, this is such a great example of um, when, you have, when you have some challenges in your, in your life, in your profession, no matter what it is, um, when you know that you're doing the right thing and standing by doing the right thing and making sure that the people that you're doing it with uh, share your values. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell people all the time, the single biggest thing we do as leaders is selection of people. Um, but certainly you hope the talent follows, but sometimes you're better off. Maybe the talent maybe is not as high, but they're more committed and more in line with your culture and values and the power of that. 
And uh, I am so thrilled that Lindsay and her team are experiencing the joy of playing with and for each other. And it has been so fun to watch. Yeah, I went out and, you know, they they had that what felt like a, a pinch point. You know, they had lost four straight. Uh, they their point guard leave the program. And then they go to Wisconsin, they win. They play Indiana, the fifth team in the country, very tough at Indiana. I was there for the Michigan State game. They win that by 11. Uh, Scali played great. Uh, then they go to Iowa, another very good team, and play them tough. And then they beat Northwestern. So it certainly feels like the, the ship has been righted. Yeah, all it takes is some writer, you know, uh, writing a story about your your, your team, and, <laughs> uh, and then poof, and then you know, it's that it, it works. It works. It's a jinx in both ways, right? Like you write good things about them, and it goes the other way. You write bad things about not that you wrote bad things, Jim, but you know, sometimes you just need a turning point. I think you help provide that. Well, I, I, I take no credit, just as I take no blame. I'll just say that uh, I'll just say that you know, it was, it was like you know, it. You don't want to overreact to public sentiment, but you also need to acknowledge it. And it just felt like everybody was asking me, you know, God, is Waylon in trouble? Is Waylon in trouble? I was like, well, she shouldn't be. Uh, so I decided, you know, go out and watch a game and just see, you know, see things for myself. And, and you know, I also talked to some people around the program. And even if I hadn't done that, even if I hadn't gone to the game, and even if I hadn't talked to people around the program, my answer was, are you nuts? I mean, you know, this is Lindsay Whalen. Uh, you know, she has a, an incredible recruiting class coming in. She has a couple of great recruiting classes coming in. Why would you Why would you give up on this at this point? Uh, you know, luckily for me, they've actually been winning lately, so my my point sounds rational. But but even <laughs> if they even if they'd lost, you know, nine straight, I would still be making the same point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the investment made in, into someone like Lindsay Whalen, look, she had no experience, like none, right? And you knew that when you hired her. So, yep. you know, then clearly then your plan is to try to provide resources and, you know, give give the mentorship that, that's necessary. And these things take time. And that you're going to go through, uh, you know, kind of growing pains, if you will. And, and uh, so I, I don't think that the administration ever felt – um, maybe the way that, that some people feel, but I just think no. people aren't realistic. You know, I think they, um, they don't understand how hard it is. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I mean, I get it. People just want to see your team win and they don't, they don't want to hear that these things can take time. Uh, but you know, that, that's, that's the facts. And, and I think that, uh, uh, Lindsay has learned a ton. And, you know, I, I think at, at this point, the lessons have been so valuable uh, that it's better positioned the team, you know, to maximize on the talent that they they have remaining, and then uh, in in the coming season. So, uh, I, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm thrilled for for Lindsay to get a chance to feel it uh, in the way that she felt it as a player, and that she contributed, you know, to that culture, uh, and to now, you know, kind of feel when you get it right, you when you can actually taste it. Uh, so you know now, and and so um, you know, I think sometimes coaches get caught up in. And I don't know if this was the case there, but, you know, a lot of times people write about players and, and, and rank them and five-star this and five-star that. And we get caught up in those things. And, you know, I, I guarantee you there's probably, you know, there, there's a lot of Lindsey Whalens out there that maybe weren't necessarily these highly regarded five-star recruits that end up going on to be some of the best players to ever play the game. Those are the players we need to be looking for. And they're hard. Uh, hard to find because you don't necessarily get to send a press release out that says that they're a five-star recruit. Um, but, you know, I think that uh, you get, you kind of lock in on, you go, okay, I know what it takes to win. And I need these players to, that are going to do these things. 
uh, and those five star rankings be damned because I got to tell you they're wrong a lot. Oh, no doubt about it. And the other thing is, you know, the pushback I get when I defend Lindsay is, oh, well, you, you like Lindsay and you've, you know, you've always liked her and you've always written nice things about her. Uh, well, that's true. Uh, but I like her for a reason. You know, it, it's a matter that's of, exactly it's, right. it's not, it's not, it's not like I just decided that I was going to be a fan of Lindsay Whalen. I know her, I've seen her operate. I've seen the way she treats people. Uh, I respect her because I respect her for the, for, because she's a, she's not only the greatest winner in Minnesota history. She's also a great human being. So those are the people you do give the benefit of the doubt to. But also, I don't know. I really don't know Ben Johnson. And I'd make the same case for him that I would make for Lindsay. Which Absolutely. Is you're hiring the right kind of person uh, who does not have much experience and has to compete in an, an incredibly deep and talented and well-coached league. If you're going to hire somebody like that, you need to give them time. That's exactly right. And so I said, Lindsay, she can have as long as she, long as she needs, you know, yeah. and so she doesn't want to do it anymore. And so I, I feel exactly the same about Ben, you know, they, they need yep. some time and, and, you know, it's tough. Like you said, it's, it's, you know, the big 10 is deep, but, um, they're also, you know, that, that it's good enough that you're getting multiple teams in the NCAA tournament that they're, you know, there's, there's definitely, you know, the ability for, for the university of Minnesota, uh, go for basketball teams to achieve national success. There, that opportunity is there. And, and I do think it'll be reached by, by both Lindsay and by Ben. And uh, I think there'll be good times ahead. I agree with you. Great stuff, Cheryl. Thanks for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, once again, thanks to everyone who listens. We'll talk to you next week on The Cheryl Reeve Show.